the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Abraham Lincoln warned that the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Would you like to know what's being taught in today's classrooms? Welcome to Say What? With attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. They'll explore the issues facing children, parents, and society as a result of the public schools and the forces behind them. Say What? is the radio program of Protect Our Kids, which seeks to inform and equip concerned citizens about the looming crisis in American education. So listen in as your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr., unpack the issues and organizations affecting our children. And now here's your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr. Hello everyone, I'm George Roska. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 100 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including how this program has hopefully shed a helpful light on this difficult topic. That's right, George. And to commemorate this 100th episode, we thought that we would look back on uh, past episodes and uh, point out some of the more notable ones that uh, we've shared uh, with our audience. And uh, I think before we do that, George, we should probably give some history of Protect Our Kids and how we started. I mean, what led to the creation of this organization that you and I are both part of? Definitely, Mark. Well, POK started in April of 2019, so almost four years ago. Uh, we didn't have a podcast back then. Uh, that, that started much later. But it started really in response to the California Healthy Youth Act, uh, which we had found out had passed in 2015, enacted in 2016. And uh, from there... We just started hearing about, you know, things in the public school system as it related to comprehensive sexuality education. For me, it was in April of 2018 when I first came in contact with that. But Mark, for you, is a, a little bit earlier than that. A little bit earlier. Uh, we should probably give some personal background. If, if, if people, uh, if they're new to this program, they don't know who we are. Um, uh, George, we're both uh, engineers uh, by training. Um, I'm also uh, an attorney. Uh, we both have uh, full-time jobs. Um, I, I'm practicing law and you're working in a, a large transportation company. But George, you're also a pastor uh, of a church uh, and uh, you have a unique personal background that I think people might be interested in hearing. Well, one of the things, Mark, for me that as I started digging in, you know, back in 2018 into all of this was just seeing all the similarities to Marxism. Um, and I, I was born under the communist regime of Nicolae Ceausescu in Romania. Um, and my dad experienced a lot of persecution. My, my dad and my mom growing up, my dad was even imprisoned for the faith uh, back in 1982. Um, he just didn't come home one day on my mom's 30th birthday. The Secret Service had picked him up, um, as they were typically doing, uh, taking him into the interrogation room and, you know, asking for, for names of where they're meeting, who the new Christian converts are. Uh, but on this particular day, he never came home. Um, and so my mom knew something was, was very wrong. And, so my, my parents have always shared all of their experiences with us. And so coming out of communism and Marxism, 
um, and started to see all the parallels um, with the the people that were propagating uh, the the California Healthy Youth Act. And then you go all the way back to the sexual revolution here in the United States in the 60s and, and before that. And, and I was like, wow, how did I not know about all of this stuff? Yeah. I need to do something about it. And that's when I, I, I promised to myself and, and to, to my children saying that I'm going to get involved in this fight to eradicate um, all of these things once and for all um, from uh, the, the public sphere um, in America. And so one thing led to another. And, and about nine months later after that, I ended up meeting you. Yeah, uh, we didn't know each other beforehand. Uh, you were pastoring a church and, and working full time in your your industry. I also was leading a, a a lay ministry at the church that I attend, a public policy ministry to educate our local congregation about laws that were being passed in California and federally that would affect the, their civil rights. And uh, George, both of us at the same time independently had been aware of a series of laws that were being passed, particularly in California, that were having a very deleterious effect, uh, not only on children in the public schools, but on parental rights as well. And this culminated in this Assembly Bill 329, which was just the triggering point uh, for you and I and a number of other people to meet in a conference room at my local church and and talk about what are we going to do uh, to educate uh, the citizen, local uh, concerned citizens and parents about the harms to their children through these series of laws, uh, mainly that were going at that time three years ago uh, to sexualize children and to separate their identities from their biology. So that's what led to the formation of uh, this 501c3 uh, in April of 2019. And from there, uh, a lot of stuff have happened um, because we started doing conferences up and down the state of California, even outside of California. Uh, we started producing a, a lot of great high-quality material in the forms of brochures um, and short five- to ten-minute videos um, that we kind of call them the PragerU-style videos. Um, and, and then I don't know how, but we started thinking we should do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we started thinking about it. And then about the same time, uh, our partners at Salem Radio just reached out to us. Uh, they, uh, they attended some of our speaking engagements. They've read our brochures and they thought, you know, you guys should really think about uh, spreading your message on the radio. So we formed a partnership with them. Um, uh, about two years ago, and we've been recording once a week ever since then. And George, uh, the name of our recording, Say What? How did we come up with that? Oh, that, that comes from my memory of high school. Because in high school, every single time our friends uh, were, were saying something ridiculous, the, the response and reaction was always, say, what? <laughs> it's a very apt name. So, uh, you know, looking back on uh, the, one, the now the 100 episodes that we will have recorded uh, since we started, um, it, it's pretty interesting, George. We've covered a lot of material um, I'm just looking back on some of the things that we've covered. Uh, obviously, we've talked about uh, one of the themes at Protect Our Kids, which we call the triple threat, uh, which is comprehensive uh, sexuality education or otherwise known as sex and gender theory, critical race theory, and social emotional learning. It, it just 
seems to be, George, that under these three instruments, uh, the school system has been corrupting our children. And so we we did many videos uh, covering each one of these topics individually. And the other thing, parents, that we try to do is we try to show you how every one of these topics is actually supported by an underlying worldview, uh, which is the worldview of critical theory, uh, which is a Marxist-based worldview. And you will see that now from this worldview, this phrase, critical theory, you can just sandwich a word in between and on how it's applied. So there's critical gender theory. That's where we get our sex and gender theory for uh, comprehensive sexuality education. There's critical race theory where you start talking about the oppressor and the oppressed categories uh, in racial terms. Um, so w- whichever topic you look at in life, critical theorists apply their worldview uh, by sandwiching in whatever that topic might be. And so that's a very easy way uh, to understand that. Yeah, and this is a very deliberate orthodoxy that has uh, been impressed upon the fragile minds of our youth in the public school system uh, by design, George. And we've done episodes on uh, how this came about, including uh, the Frankfurt School that began in Germany with uh, personalities like Herbert Marcuse, Antonio Gramsci, uh, Max Horkheimer uh, that escaped Nazi Germany, and they were invited to come to the United States uh, by the famous educator John Dewey, who is with the Teachers College at Columbia University. And from there, uh, this critical theory ideology spread out first to our higher centers, centers of learning, um, the most prominent colleges in our country. And Georgia didn't take long after that for it to start being spread to um, our K through 12 public education system. Most notably, starting with the sexual revolution in the 1960s, but really it's just been the last decade or so that it has really taken root in our public education system. Yeah, and, and critical theorists are, are very um, much like opportunists. They, they prey on the drama or the conflicts within culture that are occurring. And so in the 60s, the, the two biggest conflicts that were occurring were the racial conflicts um, as well as uh, the, the new sexual norms uh, that were being propagated uh, via Alfred Kinsey's, uh, you know, demonic research. And also by, by that time, by the 1960s, um, you know, they were spreading all across America, starting the new hippie movement. And so this is where the critical sex theory and critical race theory really uh, sprung about. And and here we are 50, 60 years later suffering from its consequences. Yeah, and critical theory is a worldview. It is an orthodoxy. It is is a belief system that views all of society as being divided up between oppressors and oppressed, depending on the, the, the pigment of your skin or your power structure. It views anything having to do with the Judeo-Christian uh, biblical worldview as anathema, uh, something to be uh, not only ignored but but fought against, uh, that uh, society is broken up into a class struggle rather than the proletariat and the bourgeoisie. Uh, it's against whites and blacks, against uh, capitalists and, uh, and, and people who are not doing quite as well. In fact, they even have this term, George, which we've talked about in the past called inter- sectionality, uh, which is a concept for overlapping spheres of victimhood. Um, are, are Do you happen to be a black woman? 
then and if if you have if you're also a lesbian well then you have two spheres of victimhood that you can use to leverage for your benefit and so this is just part and parcel of critical theory that is now uh, it's part of the curriculum in our public schools so mark over the last 99 episodes um i think we could probably go back and and remember some of those key very memorable uh topics that we discussed and we help parents to understand what what are what have been some of those for you well certainly one of them uh was an episode 17 so this was early on um in our say what program that we had titled warnings from the repressed so it's interesting george that uh while americans have been asleep uh about the things that are happening in their public school education system People like yourself, George, that have come from repressed societies have been warning about this for years, some very vociferously. Uh, we talked about in that program this famous personality, Alexis de Tocqueville, that had visited America in the 1830s and were wondering about its greatness. And he wrote his famous book, Democracy in America, where he said, America is good, be- or excuse me, America is great because it's good. When it stops being good, it will stop being great. And uh, later on, uh, this uh, man named Alexander Solzhenitsyn, a Nobel Prize winner for literature, uh, he was a prisoner of the Soviet prison system, and he wrote a book based on his experience, uh, his deprivation of freedom, just for his political views. Uh, he was a loyal uh, uh, a citizen of, of the Russian Republic, but he had uh, some issues with Joseph Stalin, and uh, so he was put into prison for that, and he wrote his famous book, The Gulag Archipagio, which is a, a chilling read. And he spent eight years in prison, and finally he was released when he came to America. But George, as we covered in that program, uh, he gave a very prophetic commencement address to students at Harvard University uh, in an address he called The World split apart, where he talked about a coming. And by the way, this was in 1978. So he was already seeing the seeds of uh, America's uh, philosophical destruction way back then. He talked about what what he called a spiritual collapse, what he called a hollowing out of the soul. In fact, he predicted the collapse of faith in, a, in the West because, a, because of radical secularism. He said that we were addicted to technology and that this would lead to a descent in popular culture. It would lead to a campus cancel culture, which we've certainly seen. He praised our legal system based on the rule of law and due process. He says there's nothing like it in communist regimes, but he said we're at risk of losing that unless we realize what's happening. And here's a famous statement that he said in this in this address. A decline in courage may be the most striking feature that an outside observer notices in the West today. The Western world has lost its civic courage. Boy, wasn't that a prophetic statement. And this doesn't just go back to people who escaped you know, communism back in the 60s and 70s. But even in the 2000s, we had, and we shared with you at that time, uh, Yeonmi Park, um, who chronicled her desperate escape from North Korea in 2007 in in a book called In Order to Live. You know, she crossed the the Yalu at 13 years old, was sold into sex slavery in China, 
but some missionaries helped her escape through Mongolia and eventually coming to South Korea and then to the United States where she attended Columbia. And she was shocked by what she found here in the United States. Um, and I'm just going to read a quick quote. She says, I expected that I was paying this fortune all this time and energy to learn how to think, but they are forcing you to think what they want you to think. She described in horror and shock. Um, in a news interview, she went on to say, people see things, but they've just completely lost the ability to think critically. North Koreans, we don't have internet. We don't have access to any of these great thinkers. We don't know anything. But here, while having everything, people choose to be brainwashed. Yeah, George, it reminds me of uh, great moments with Mr. Lincoln that I think is still an attraction at the Disneyland parks. Um, and uh, they have this uh, an, an anomatron, I think that's what it's called, of Mr. Lincoln, quote, an address that he gave way back in the 1800s where he says, at what point then is the approach of danger in America to be expected? I answer, if it ever reaches, it must spring up from amongst us. It cannot come from abroad. If destruction be our lot, we must ourselves be its author and finisher. As a nation of free men, we must live through all time or die by suicide. Again, prophetic words. Well, George, that was uh, obviously uh, uh, an episode pregnant with meaning uh, and impact that we thought. But another very important episode, at least to me, was episode 28 uh, that we entitled Parents as Domestic Terrorists. And I think for good reason. And this one became a gift that kept on giving. Thank you to our attorney general, because from episode 28 through episode now 100, we keep on bringing this up because it still makes the news, the national news. And this is uh, all started from the National School Board Association in collusion with the White House, with the Biden administration, tried to paint parents as domestic terrorists. And in fact, um, they state here, quote, the NSBA specifically solicits the expertise and resources of the U.S. Department of Justice, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, the U.S. Secret Service and its National Threat Assessment Center regarding the level of risk to public school children, educators, board members, and facilities slash campuses. We also request the assistance of the U.S. Postal Inspection Services to intervene against threatening letters and cyberbullying attacks that have been transmitted to students, school board members, district administrators, and other educators. By who? Who were they referring to? Well, it was all a bunch of angry parents, and rightfully so, who started finally to attend school board meetings because they learned by you know watching over their shoulders, you know, over the shoulders of their children um, at the beginning of the pandemic, what was actually being taught to their children. Yeah, in fact, the National School Board Association in the letter to uh, the White House, it was found out later uh, was. The White House had actually colluded with them to, to write this letter and to, and to go public with it, thinking that there wasn't going to be any backlash. But, of course, there has been, George, particularly since uh, in this letter they asked the federal government to invoke the Patriot Act in regards to domestic terrorism. The Patriot Act came about after uh, 9-11 uh, to help us uh, – uh, remedy foreign terrorists in this country. And now the same law 
this, the National School Board Association was asked being applied to angry parents at school board meetings. You can't make this stuff up. And many good things came about, and we won't belabor the topic, but at least two. Number one, in the state of Virginia, it started the earthquake that now has been spreading its tremors all across America, uh, where Governor Glenn Youngkin ended up getting the governorship because he was pro-parent rights. Um, and number two, the National School Board Association, which is uh, an association comprised of 49 state affiliates, that has now been broken up to where uh, close to half of its affiliates have now um, left and no longer uh, are members of it, which is a really, really good thing, Mark. That was a great episode, George. And, uh, you know, most, uh, I think, most, if not all, of our past episodes can be found uh, on most of the major podcast um, uh, services, uh, Apple, Spotify, and others, uh, under the Say What program uh, for Protect Our Kids. You, you can find most of these. Another very uh, interesting, fun, if not chilling episode, George, was the one we did um, on the parallels between the book by George Orwell, 1984, and today. And uh, it was quite chilling, the number of parallels in that book. And it started off from things like uh, the Big Brother is watching the telescreens, right? Uh, the administrative state, the Ministry of Truth, the Thought Police. But really, I think one of the most chilling ones for me, Mark, was this parallel of old speak and new speak. Yeah, in Orwell's book, of course, he painted this dystopian world where the government controls uh, everything. In fact, it has these ministries, the Ministry of Peace, which was responsible for conducting war, the Ministry of Truth, which was responsible for telling lies to the public to, to keep them in check. And they had this uh, these terms, old speak and new speak. Old speak, well, we have to get rid of that. Uh, new speak is what we want. And we have we shared some examples of that. Uh, here's a, maybe what would be considered old speak today. The noun sex, which used to refer to one's biology, but it doesn't refer to that anymore, does it, George? No. Today it's all about sexual orientation or gender identity, the, the SOGI acronym. Or how about the noun gender, which used to be a synonym for one's biological sex or the behavior associated with that sex? But now it means one's subjective sexual identity. In fact, George, even objectivity and truth had to be disregarded in uh, Orwell's uh, picture of a dystopian world. The party, he said, told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final, most essential command. And our kids are being told this today in the public school system. And he has even gone as far as to label, you know, mathematics as racist and the objectivity of two plus two equals four. Well, that's just a Western construct. You know, how could we think in those terms? Uh, you think we're making this up, but, but we're not. Here in California, the State Board of Education is advocating telling children that the laws of math requiring the two plus two equals four is, quote, a product of colonial thinking and white supremacy, and that, quote, upholding the idea that they are always right and wrong, that there are always right and wrong answers, perpetuates objectivity. This came from a book that was part of the new mathematics framework recommended on the, uh, CD, uh, the California Department of Education's framework entitled A Pathway 
to equitable math instruction. Now, here's what's interesting, George. There was such a public outcry, I think in part because of uh, uh, ministries like Protect Our Kids, they removed that book reference from their framework. Well, Mark, that's about all the time we have for today. Um, this is our 100th episode. We really want to thank all of our listeners, all of our generous sponsors and donors who have supported us every step of the way. Um, if you go onto our website at protectourkidsnow.org, you'll be able to find a lot of really great information to download our brochures, share those with your friends and your family, coworkers. Uh, you can watch our videos, uh, again, PragerU style short videos in the five to 10 minute range that are very educational. Um, and you can uh, disseminate a lot of these topics that you heard from us today. Uh, we also have a uh, speaker button right on our front page. Click on that button. You can invite Mark and myself to come and speak to your parent group um, or to your local church. Uh, we also have a, a donate button, and we just uh, want to thank and ask uh, for uh, your your kind, generous donations that will continue sponsoring the efforts of Protect Our Kids. Um, and you know we are just so blessed, humbled uh, to be able to do this ministry to continue working on informing and educating parents about the threats to their children in the public school system. Thank you for being with us. You've been listening to Say What? The radio ministry of Protect Our Kids, where they seek to inform and equip concerned citizens about the crisis in American public education and the forces working against our children. Join us at this same time every Saturday as attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Rosca Jr unpack the issues so that we can better safeguard our nation's children. For more information about this program or Protect Our Kids, email the show at info at protectourkidsnow.org. That's info at protectourkidsnow.org. And join Mark and George right here next week at this same time for another episode of Say What? Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. 